everyone, welcome to Animation Nation. I am your host, Prime Time, here with your latest news around animation and pop culture. Hopefully, everyone is having a wonderful day, no matter where you are around the world. Now, let's get started with your daily news. Now, our first set of news comes from BoundingIntoComics.com that Twitter is calling out people who are redrawing Sailor Moon with a light skin as they accuse them as whitewash, whitewashing her. Now, on the week of May 18th of this year, in the spirit of the community, creative, creativity, and fun artists around the world were inspired and invented to redraw a frame of a nervous, um, I apologize if I, if I pronounce her name wrong, Usagi, in her, in her gaze of, of as Sailor Moon Guardian of Sailor Moon. Now, taken from the episode of Sailor Moon as produced by the veteran anime animation director I, Ikuko Ita, or I, sorry if I pronounced the creator's name wrong, but this challenge has spread and supported by the hashtag Sailor Moon Redraw Challenge. The resulted in a baby of unique recreations of, of the character Yusagi, aka Sailor Moon, of, a, of one of its moments of distress, including a version of the creatively swapped of the character's race, rendering her in an art style of entirely different franchises and even comedically swapped her particularly caught the attention of users across social media. Now, the artwork drawn by the person by the name of Silver Joe sees Sailor Moon drawn to have more of a Eastern Asian features with her regular stylized appearance in the original series. Now, this realistic depiction of the pretty guardian soon garnered a massive fans from a small group of critics who asserted as Sijo's black-haired version of the character to see it as as what he's uh, what the person said as as and I quote actually looked Japanese. Now, bizarrely claims that so many people whitewashed her in this challenge, despite the character's Japanese origin, standing and heritage of to of its creator. Now, many people are were were um, finding back into this controversy by changing her um, her skin tone. There's one of the one of the art depictions of Sailor Moon where she was drawn in with black skin, others with brown skin, and so on and so forth, and many de other depictions. Now, this is similar to the other contra art controversy back at back at um, I believe around November or November October in the Pokemon community where the people were rejoining the one of the gym leaders named Nessa. They draw her which she was initially was black, but they draw her with a lighter skin, lighter tan, and there was like a whole controversy causing with this with this art style that people were making. Now I'll be honest with you. This is essentially it's happening again, but this time is with uh, this time is with an anime instead of a video game character. I mean, overall, you're just you're just complaining about a fictional character who are redrawn with a different type of skin color. Honestly, people draw other types of um of a uh, fictional character with different tones of light. Honestly, and some people might mistake it as oh, this is a different type of skin color depicted to a different race or whatever, what so and so forth. It's just that people have different types of art style, and with this particular thing that Steejo did was actually depicted her as 
as like Japan Japanese because the way how the eyes were structured, the chin, and even her hair because he included like like black hair in the drawing in order for him in order for Stijo depicted as like accurate race to race um, representation of it. I mean, overall you're drawing a fictional character. I mean, yes, people are saying that she's originally from Japan, she's Japanese. There has been other sources saying that she wasn't originally from Japanese. She was originally from a, a in the story depiction show or canon depiction of it that she is from a a planet which is called which is called um Moon Kingdom, I believe. That she was like that um she was live she wasn't originally from Earth, but she was from a planet called I'm guessing King uh, Moon Kingdom. Did research on it. And honestly, it's it's just ridiculous. Honestly, you're just complaining about a fictional character who was who was not originally from Japan, but then she kind of was reincarnated as a Japanese person, but she was originally from a planet which is from Moon Kingdom, and it's all complicated stuff. So honestly. People, it's it's art. You could draw whatever you whatever you want. You have the freedom to express whatever you want to draw, honestly. And there's no like restrictions of what you should and what you shouldn't draw. And this is kind of one of them, honestly. I mean, I mean, to the point where like you're sending like like threats to people or calling them like racist and or white supremacists or something like that. You just need to take a forward bit back because it's just a fictional character originating from Japan, honestly, and it's kind of like saying um since the since I since they brought it since like a few people brought it up that she's not technically originally from Japanese she was reincarnated as as a person from another planet, it's kind of like saying um of for example Goku from Dragon Ball. He's not Japanese. He's from a planet called Planet Vegeta. So does um, Vegeta. He, both of them originated from Planet Vegeta. They're not Japanese. They're Saiyans. They're they're an aliens from another planet. They're not. They're not Japanese. They been. I mean, the show and the character itself is made in Japan, but the but the accurate of canons of their origins, they're not Japanese. They're Saiyans. They're. Aliens from a different type of planet called Planet Vegeta. And it's just it's just a mess, honestly. People are making arguments with each other about the whole Sailor, Sailor Moon thing. I, I didn't grow up with this show, honestly. This is before my time. I'm pretty sure a few of my uncles watched it. Maybe aunts and whatever. But <clears throat> seeing this going on right now, it's just, it's just ridiculous, honestly. I mean, this... Challenge was supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be creative. It's supposed to be expression. It's not supposed to. It's not supposed to critique anyone from their art because they draw her with a specific heritage. I mean, you could draw Sailor Moon whatever you want, whether it's Japanese, Caucasian, Latino, Black. I mean, like I mentioned before, someone draws Sailor Moon in in like in black skin. You could even draw her in many different types of forms. Honestly, there are many different types of heritages because, because um, it's 
it's just a fictional character. You could draw her whatever you want, no matter what what it is or what canon what canon it is or what or what or what heritage she's from. It's it's just plain fiction, honestly. It, she's not real. She's not a actual person. She's just an anime character who's been made for audiences to enjoy. Now, our next sending news comes from the LATimes.com that the popular yet short-lived Netflix series Tuca and Birdie, I mean Tuca and Birdie, I think I pronounced that first name wrong, first name right, but they seem to be rebooted by Adult Swim for a second season after Netflix has canceled it around last year. Now, the series features the voices from Tiffany Haddish and or Haddish and Ali Wong will launch the 10 new 10 episode season next year on Adult Swim. Now, the announcement comes from several months after the Netflix cancellation of the show following the first season promoting waves of complaints from angry fans of the series. Now, the the streaming network gave no reason for the cancellation and but the creator after the whole news came out, the creator of the show Lisa Hanawat or Lisa Hanawat, I sorry if I can't pronounce her name wrong, shared her thoughts on the news, which I quote, <clears throat> I've been a fan of Adult Swim shows since my teens, so I'm thrilled to bring my beloved flow to the party and the and be a new voice for the fresh, dedicated, of absurd, irrelevant, and yet heartwarming adult animated animated show which she was able to express her her love for this for the for the renew of the series on Instagram and on Twitter as well. Fans were re, fans were rejoiced after hearing this um this news coming from the creator and started to celebrate and relive the moments from the show. Now Tuka and Birdie I need to watch the series. I haven't watched it because I have like a lot of shows to watch. I mean, I should be able to caught up on every show during the pandemic, whatever. And um, I never thought of watching Took and Birdie. Honestly, it wasn't. In, it kind of wasn't in my list, but at the same time, it seems interesting. I mean, during the time where Took and Birdie was really saw the episodes, it was the time where Netflix was in a odd period where they started like canceling shows. They aren't making any enough um, enough revenue due to viewership. Not enough people are seeing these shows, or they just see them as nothing but but other fillers within their categories. So they kind of started to um, cancel shows secretly, but at the same time, um, kind of leave them for like a few um, a few months until they decided that it's canceled. It's kind of a weird period that Netflix was on that back then. I'm not sure they still do this type of technique. I'm not sure. But sometimes they usually just um, get rid of a few movies due to their contracts with other networks and other companies. But it's good to see that um, Tuca and Birdie will, will be able to come back within Adult Swim. And honestly, I think Adult Swim is doing pretty good right now, especially when they're reviving like like shows, honestly. Like with Samurai Jack the last season, which the creator of Samurai Jack, Jenny Tarakowski, 
was was um wasn't able to bring back Samurai Jack within a feature film because because budget reasons and he was able to contact Adult Swim to say hey can you revive my show for the last season and surprise surprise he knows the he knows the CEO Mike Laszlo because he used to work for Cartoon Network and he was at the time the head of Adult Swim. So it's a good thing to see Adult Swim was able to revive shows that weren't able to have a weren't able to have like completion with their seasons or season finales. So I that's a good trend, honestly. That's a good trend, especially when it comes to adult animated stuff. Because Samurai Jack wasn't originally for adults back then. It was for like children's. It was like it was nothing but like just a samurai who. Who was transported to the future from an evil wizard and he was able to slice and dices of of only machines because they're not allowed to show blood in the show because it's cartoon records made for kids but it's a good thing how they how they transition samurai jack and adult swim to a more adulted matured content and look what they led to they led to one of the creators again Genny Tartakovsky to create another series for the network called them um, <clears throat> Primal, which I believe it's, it was success, honestly. I really, really like that show, honestly. I like Primal. So I can't wait for more episodes to come around this year. I heard they couldn't release the last five episodes of Primal since, it, since it's a limited series. Honestly, it's a limited series. But overall, it's a good thing to see Tufka and Birdie coming back. Coming back ever since their cancellation from the streaming services. I mean... It's a good thing, honestly. Everyone should be like rejoiced to see their show coming back with within a different platform. I know it's television and people don't watch television that much, but there are other ways to see your favorite um shows without using cable, like streaming services, like I like I said mentioned before. And there's other channels who have their own apps able to stream their episodes or put their episodes in their applications. And I'm pretty sure Adult Swim has their own app or as well as their own website to stream episodes over there as well. So you have many options to watch this show, despite the fact you don't have cable. So it's good. Now, our last story for today comes from the game, from thegamer.com that the company who owns the Magic of Gathering trading cards, Wizards of the Coast, or in short term, WOTC, has been banned one of its competitive players for leaking vital information. That has been company has been spreading through to um pro players. Now, the well-known competitive player Austin Brusavich Brusavich I can't pronounce his name. I apologize. Has been permanently been permanently been banned from competitive play in the card game due to the rooted in revealing the lack of competitive integrity for upcoming tournaments and the W O. Then the WOTC, which is Wizards of the Coast, does not seem to be able to handle the controversy well. The details of the leak info, leak info by Austin are still emerging about the precisely of what has occurred, but for now it appears that the WOTC provided its own Magic of Magic Pro League, the MPL, in short players who are competitive in Magic of Gathering. With critical information on the cha- the change of competitive format and use their stand- standard and non-disclosure agreements to ensure that the non-competitive players 
would not be made aware for this information for weeks to come, which destroys any suppo supposed competitive integrity in the tournaments to come and, pro and provides MPL players with significant advantage. Now, an unnamed member of the MPL leaked the details to Austin, who is, uh, who is not under any non-disclosure agreements. Austin then reveals the information online and the WOTC demand to know his source. Now, Austin refused to reveal his information and the WOTC issued the what appears to be a, a permanently banned or in short perma banned from all forms of the game and be it on paper or online. Basically, you either play the game online or in real life. Now, the, M the MPL players having this information long before competitors allows for more time to prepare and practice and whereas non-players won't be able to, to continue the game because they weren't even informed ahead about the new, the new changes they've done with the new formats of Magic of Gathering. With their non-skills in the format that, unknown to them, is no longer the principal method of winning competitive events. Now, it's kind of more like a cheat sheet, anyway, a feature cheat sheets. So what, so what Wizards of the Codes did with Magic of Gathering is that, um, in short term, they give the pro players of the game a heads up that they're going to change a few things of Magic of Gathering, which is format rules or different strategies, and let them know ahead of time. Well they, don't, well, they don't release information to non-competitive players, which is completely unfair to them because you want more players to play Magic together. You want more new pros, new people who are willing to play against the pro players that you have in order to get into such events and win prizes and champions. This is not, this is an unfair advantage. For example, it's kind of like saying, um, I'll give this an example. It's kind of like saying Yu-Gi-Oh! I play Yu-Gi-Oh! Let's say um, I'm a competitive player in the TC TCG or OCG or whatever. I'm a competitive player and I go to um, uh, regionals. And they give me and along with the other pro players a heads up that a new format is coming. This, for example, Link summoning. Uh, you're allowed to, um, these monsters are allowed to um, uh, have their arrows pointed to see which areas that like extra monsters you could summon are allowed to put in the field while they while they have another field which is called the monster zone to allow to put normal monsters on that field. And he goes that sheet or that information to us advanced while they while the other non-pro players won't be able to know this type of new strategy because they're not pro. If that if that type of information or Konami, the people who own Yu-Gi-Oh, if they do this, it's unfair for non-competitive players, honestly. And this gives them a disadvantage for competing with pro players, honestly, to, to um, show their skills and their, and their competitiveness within tournaments, honestly. This is unfair for anyone who's playing Magic of Gathering in competitive aspects for many events, honestly. This is unfair. And having... Austin being permanently banned because he released information for for what Wizards of the Coast did that is completely unfair 
he has the right to show the information because because these players won't be able to know what's going to happen to the rules and regulations and strategies because they're soon going to be changed. I believe he doesn't deserve to be banned. I believe he deserves to not be banned and still complete competitively and he has the right to critique what Magic of Gathering or the company was the Coast OTC OWOTC has done in the back of these players. I feel as if that I don't play Magic of Gathering honestly, but but I what I do understand is that when you have a dedicated fan base, a dedicated players who have been playing your game since it was released and somehow you did something shady that completely changed the format of your of your players, the people who you dedicated to buying your cards, willing to to um change their decks or I'm not sure how much you got anything works, but change their um deck of cards, they're willing to change the strategies and having them not knowing what's to come and let their let the pro ones able to know the knowledge of what's gonna happen. It's completely nonsense. You're not letting everyone to know that you're gonna change rules, regulations, and strategies so everyone will complete will be able to compete equally without no one knowing that, oh, I, how come you could do this and I can't do that? I don't know that information. How come I didn't, how come I wasn't been informed by that information? It's completely unfair. It's like, it's kind of like saying that, um, uh, let's see, for example, um, let's say, let's put, um, Fortnite, for example, I guess, um, uh, or something else. Uh, like I already mentioned about the Yu-Gi-Oh one. Let's say um, Pokemon, the Pokemon card game. Let's say they um they change the rules. Uh, they change the rules of um. Uh, of you're not supposed not supposed to do certain things anymore. Not supposed like more energy into your Pokemon. One of those energy cards you have, and you give them you give like the pro players information that hey you can only have certain types of energy on your Pokemon to uh, level up, without knowing their other audiences who are not pro. To level up. That's also unfair. Honestly. And so on and so forth. For like, like I mentioned. It's unfair for a company. To do that to the players. Who are not competitive. And let their non-players. Or let their pro players. Give more information. Everyone deserves to be valued. No matter if you're pro. If you're not pro. Everyone deserves the value of recognition. Or deserve to have more information. That comes out from the company who are making the game. The information should not be should not be vital to certain types of people. It should be informed by every single player who played the card game, honestly. And it's completely unfair. Now, when else should we have any information of how long it does this plan is gonna is gonna last or are they gonna do any changes after the controversy but I'll let you guys know about this about this controversy going on with Wizards of the Coasts and about Austin and his situation with vital information he just released. Now that's it for today's news everyone. Hope you guys liked today's episode. Make sure you guys follow or subscribe to our podcast. Make sure you guys follow our official Twitter account which is animation natty ten. It's animation natty N A T I and the number ten for more updates on this podcast. Make sure make sure you guys have a wonderful day, no matter where you are around the world. Stay safe. Make sh- this is Animation Nation. I am your host, Prime Time, and I get to see you guys hopefully on Thursday if there's any more news up to up to cover. So 
have a wonderful day goodbye